Yes, people, welcome back to Above the Knee with me, Lynn Loftus. And as always, we are joined by Jay Extended. Jay, how are we, man? Great, looking forward to this. And I guess we're very, very excited about the David Attenborough of women's football, Sophie Lawson. Hey, hey. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Every time someone says says that, I regret putting it in my Twitter bio, but <laughs> yeah. I like it. I saw it and I was like, that, that bang. I was like, that's yeah. definitely going in my intro. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. What was your journey into women's football? I'm always like really interested in, in people's journeys into women's football. What, what was yours? How did yours look? Um, I, uh, I, <clears throat> <laughs> I think there's a longer story, but there's a shorter story. Um, basically, uh, I was <clears throat> scrolling on Twitter one day and I saw a, a tweet from uh, BBC that, uh, oh, the second half of England versus Canada is about to kick off. Um, and it was England's like, last warm-up match before the uh, 2015 World Cup. But, oh, I'm not doing it. I'll, I'll watch that. Uh, and I'm like, oh, there, there's a World Cup coming up. That's that's news to me. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I watched the World Cup and... I, I kind of had a habit, <clears throat> I still do it, of trying to watch every match live, even when it's simultaneous games. Stop scoring! Um, which is because they always put the good matches together and then you get the ones that just, they're always they're always together as well. Um, so yeah, I watched watched my way through the, the 2015 World Cup and, and I was trying to uh, dig out as much info as I could on the players at the time, sort of learning in, in real time. And then, uh, so I live in <clears throat> North London and uh, there are a couple of teams that play nearby. But, oh, well, I'll, okay, I, I can go and see some matches. I can go and do that. Um, so, yeah. So first weekend of, of uh, WSL and WSL2, as it was then, back after the World Cup, I, I went off to a couple of games and then I went to some more games I thought, hmm, I should wonder if I can write about what I'm doing. Hmm. And I went to some more games and some more games and a lot more games and then a lot more games. Um, and, then, and then pandemic and not many games since. But yeah, um, uh, quite fortuitously, basically. Nice. I was just thinking there when you're saying you're watching two games simultaneously. I always try. And then if not, and I know I'm like watching a game, and I'm like, oh, let me just let me just change the channel and check this one. And I just know I've missed the goal. Like I just know it. Yeah. And it's like, right, phone vibrates. I'm like, oh, you're joking. I missed the goal. Switch back to that game. It's like phone vibrates. Other game. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like bro, like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. And I'm like, on my phone watching. And then you're like, is this is this live? And but yeah, I love I love that. Three years on before the pandemic, you must have been to a fair few games then. Um, yeah. Oh. I, I yeah I used to track my mileage, um, which is a bit which is a bit weird, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, I kind of I like to hold it up as oh I've actually done stuff this year that's useful. Um, so I used to sort of track how many games I go to and, and my mileage. And at some point in during the uh, the twenty nineteen World Cup, I hit um, one hundred thousand miles, which I've never left Europe as well. That's <laughs> so crazy. Like that's mental. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, um, so that's so many coaches to Manchester and back as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been um, yeah, I've seen a lot of football, uh, some and some bad games as well. In there. <clears throat> excuse me, and some some good games and some unknown players. But uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 been fun. And then and then the pandemic hit, and we've been in here for for a couple of years. <laughs> thousand miles trying to trying to work out like literally that's literally every end of the country sort of thing what what's what's been what was what's your favorite game like oh god man um <laughs> you can't ask that yeah, um, there's um, always one though <laughs> like for me there's like a game that i remember and I, i'm like is that my favorite game and i'm like oh maybe not but like it really sticks in my head so was, i must have liked it yeah there's yes there's a couple um at the um the worry of upsetting Chelsea fans. <laughs> uh, got a few years ago, was it? I think maybe 2017, maybe not. No, 
up. I can't, I can't remember, it all blurs. Uh, Chelsea played London Bees in the Conti Cup. And this was about the only season that they reverted to a straight knockout instead of the group stage. Um, and Chelsea had like beaten them 8-0 and like 11-0 or whatever in previous years. And um, Bees won. Uh, they uh, ended up being a shootout in the end, but it was just, and you know, and Chelsea are like <clears throat> subbing on their best players, and you've got like Karen Carney up against like a like a, a Welsh goalkeeper that no one's ever heard of, or or you know, someone who was playing in, in in the fourth tier the previous season, and it's just yeah, and and Bees managed to. Uh... In fact, they could have won it in normal time, but Chelsea scored very late in stoppage time. Uh, uh, a corner, a contentious corner um, of the header. <laughs> and so it went to extra time. And uh, yeah, and you kept having these moments in it of Chelsea score. Oh, that's going to be it. That's going to be the floodgates. But B stayed in it. And it was, yeah, kind of incredible game to, to kind of go through the shootout as well. And you've got Gemma Davison coming out. Like, I think maybe G was taking, I can't even remember. But you're going, oh, no, 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 no. And then they, they get over the line and it was, yeah. It was, it was a really oh my God, kind of kind of game. Uh, and I think there were obviously a lot of people wanted Chelsea to win, but I think for the neutral as well to see as they were a second team part-time, you know, London Bees, so many players that they just signed sort of like from QPR, who at that point were in the third tier and stuff. It was like how they yeah. It was really magic cool. of the cup, as they say, the magic of the cup. Yeah, yeah the, the magic of the Conti Cup. Yeah. I think one of my favourite games is, this is going to sound really cliche because it was an FA Cup final, but mm. um, I say maybe 2017 when City beat West Ham mm. and it had been on TV, like the West Ham season had been on TV. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, and it, it was like, Watching that alongside, and I was like, bro, I was like, if we get West Ham, I was like, I was like, we're gonna break Jack Sullivan's heart. I was like, I'm here for it. And I was like, I was like, I'm this awful person now. He's like, I was like, no, nah. I was like, we've got to do it. And we, we beat him. And I was like, I was like, I can't wait to watch this. And it took ages to come out on like on iPlayer. I kept checking for it, checking for it. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just making, I'm just checking to see if it's on. Checking, checking, didn't come out, and then it came out. And I was like, I was like, this feels even better. I was like, I was like, this feels even better. And I was like, I was like, oh, am I, am I a sicko? But I'm a City fan, so I should be happy. But I was like, am I more happy that Jack yeah. Sullivan's got egg on his face? <laughs> I just thought, I just, I was just like, oh, it's a bit annoyed. I was, like, oh, I was like, it's not really, like it was like Britain's youngest boss or whatever. I was like, yeah. I mean, they've changed the name now, which I do like. But I was just like, oh, it's, not, it's not all about you, bro. I want to I see you crying now. Like, I'm over <laughs> it. <laughs> Starkies are already dead. Um, yeah, that was that was what, like twenty nineteen, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, everything before the pandemic, I just feel like it was twenty twenty, yeah. like every every year <laughs> and before. And I'm like, it's like yeah, it was twenty twenty, wasn't it? Yeah, because everything's see. all mixed up now. It's yeah. like, bro, it's like the African Cup of Nations is in twenty twenty two, and it's like African Cup of Nations twenty one, the Euros was twenty, and it's like yeah. the Olympics. And I'm just like, oh, don't. Major sporting yeah. events and dates yeah. to me now are just, I don't know, they just happen. And I can tell you a player or a moment, <laughs> but I can't tell you the dates. I'm, I'm over it now. Yeah. <laughs> and see, um, one thing... so many FA Cups as well. Like, it, it gets confusing. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, we do all right at the FA Cup. I do love um, one, one embarrassing moment for me. So I was working at City at the time and I went to the game and I was like, oh, if we win... I'll get on the pitch to get like the after thing. And in like the briefing, they're like, right, no one go on the pitch. I was like, I was like, I'm sort of like, I was like, in my head, I've committed to myself to get it now. Went on and then like, <clears throat> I don't know, you, you might have seen it to be fair, in Georgia Stanway's getting interviewed post-match and they've got like the Perspex boards and you can see through them, can't you? But it's like the sponsors, you can see through them. I like told my dad to watch it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, like telling everyone, like, watch, watch the final. It's gonna be sick. With a, watch the final. Watch the final. Watch the final. And then like, I get get on the pitch after, and then like later on after, I'm like been pulled off, and like my phone like goes off, and my dad's like, did you just get dragged off the pitch? And I was like, 
I was like, how how do you know it's got dragged off the pitch? Because <laughs> I've just watched security frog march you off behind post match. <laughs> and I was like, no way. And I'm just like on my phone, so like, walking past behind this post match. And everyone was like, oh, like the content was sick. Like the video looked unreal. <laughs> but everyone was like, oh, like you're gonna be in a bit above it. And I was like, I was like, it's okay, it's the last game of the season. I'll I'll take the slap on the wrist. And I was like, by the time the net is back here this time next year, I was like, I was like, maybe stuff's changed or something. I don't know. <laughs> But it was very much worth it, I'm telling you. Do you think um, the Birmingham City-Arsenal result was kind of like the London Bees-Chelsea result in terms of like upsets people didn't expect? Um, I mean, it was an upset. I, I don't think it was sort of to, to, to that extreme. Um, uh, but... Uh, Arsenal do kind of have that habit of coming up against teams and dropping points unexpectedly. I, I mentioned the other day, like they, you know, they ended up drawing with Yeovil uh, when, when they were could have still finished top two at one point. Mm. So they do kind of have these uh, moments, uh, but they they were pretty dreadful. Uh, I mean, Birmingham. Never want to take anything away from how well Burnley performed. They really did, but you know, if 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 you're not an Arsenal fan and if you're not a Chelsea fan either, then it's well. I mean, if you're a Chelsea fan, you're just laughing. So much of that on my timeline, <laughs> but um, it's good because you kind of say, you know, oh, this is a league. It's and then you see all these blowouts, and it's not that case. And then you have moments of this, and you have Reading beating Chelsea, and you're like, oh, actually, maybe, maybe anyone can beat anyone on the day if if the if the stars align. That makes it that bit more interesting. Well, I mean, ultimately, it you know it might be enough to save Birmingham's season. Mm-hmm. Maybe it mm-hmm. might be enough to sink Arsenal's title challenge, but. You know, it's everyone else has that. You know, the rest of the season to um to correct to correct and everything. Whereas say the magic of the cup, it's all you got to do is for ninety minutes. Mm, that's true. But, yeah, I do agree with you. I think with the Birmingham result, it does make it does make the league more entertaining because you don't want to have a, a couple of teams that don't win any games, and it's like oh, all of a sudden. It's not like you can look at the fixture list and go, oh, we've got five games left. We're going to win all them games. And it's like, like for Arsenal, like, oh, there's nothing Chelsea can do because if we win our games, we're fine. We're going to beat all these teams. Having like, well, it's almost a banana skin, wasn't it? But like mm. not knowing, I think, makes the league so much more exciting. And you go in there and like your stomach's turning a bit when you're sitting in your seat and you're like, oh, I'm not sure about this one. But almost, like it's almost complacency, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, I know if you talk to managers and you talk to players, they do try and stay kind of grounded with it. And, you know, we've still got to win this game. But nothing's certain. We always show respect to teams. But you're thinking, eh, I, you know. Um, yeah, no, so it's, it's nice knowing that even a team who sort of struggled, like Birmingham, who you wouldn't expect to be Arsenal, um, can go out and cause a surprise that, yeah, could, don't get don't get too comfortable with the games you've got left in the season. Don't get comfortable if you've got games in hand. You've still got to go out and win them. Massively. We were, we were talking before we before we jumped on. We were like, I want to say complaining, but complaining in not the worst way. Steph Horton and then Leah Williamson as well. Both signed contracts with no with no like duration on it. <laughs> um. <laughs> What what are your what are your thoughts on that? I, I mean, I've got my own thoughts. What what yeah. are your thoughts on it? <laughs> oh, it, see, this is where I get into trouble when I say stuff I shouldn't. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I'm gonna. So there, so um, I'm I'm in a WhatsApp group. Um, I probably won't be for much longer if I mention it. Uh, with some, with some of the WSL journalists, uh, and. You know, and one of the things we do, among others, is kind of share links, but it's mostly just for, oh, 
can you transcribe this? Can you transcribe this? I'll transcribe. Mm. Really boring stuff um, in theory. But uh, so, you know, I, and someone shared the, the Arsenal tweet about Leah signing a new contract or just the video, whatever it was. And someone else was like, oh, I, how, didn't she just sign a new contract? Oh, how long was that for? And the answer to that, hmm. Which then, yeah, so someone asked that the Arsenal um, press guy, who's really lovely and help, helpful, uh, will you be announcing how long this deal's for? And it was just, no, not this time. Uh, and, yeah, <clears throat> okay, that's right. And it's the same again, City press woman really, really helpful. It was like, oh, how long's the deal for? Uh, we're, we're not announcing that, we're not saying. It's, I mean, it's kind of something you do see more in England, whereas, say, if you, you look at like any PSG player that signs, they always have their shirt up, like with the year. With the day, yeah. You're like, oh, you're going to be number 2057, are you? Okay, that's. <laughs> that's also a, a 30 odd year contract. <laughs> yeah. Locked in. Kylian Mbappe is going nowhere. Um, no. <laughs> You know, it's like, okay, and like loads of clubs are very, oh, we, we signed it, you know, and it's really useful because then, you know, who's our contract and da, 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 da. whereas in England, we tend to be a little bit more cloak and dagger about transfer dealings, you know, in terms of sums of money, anything mm. with a number is, is really hard to dig out. <laughs> um, it's just kind of typical of how we are over here but it can be frustrating because you want to say she signs for that and it's like no she has signed a new deal <laughs> it might be for a week we don't know um it you know it, it might be in, until you know harry bow starts start uh, sponsoring the league we don't there we have no idea about the workings of it but she is here for now yeah, so it can be a bit of a bugger, frankly. I, I, see, I'm. I think it might be a bit more tackle on this. I, this is complete, just my head making up, and I don't know if there's like a database where teams can go on and look how long players have got left on a contract. Like I know, I know it's probably not like how football manager the game is, but is it almost like could it be to hide it? Like, okay, we're going to sign you for two years, and we don't really want everyone to know just in case, and it's all of a sudden. I'm not getting any offers because people don't know my contract running out. And then it's like, oh, then my team can work a bit harder. It's like, oh, no, look, see, like, not, not really, not really, no one's really liking you right now. So you may as well stay here. But I thought it before, like when it was when Lauren Hemp signed her deal and it was like two year. And I was like, in my head, Lauren Hemp's like one of the best young players. I was like, fine, give her a five year deal. Mm. I was like, surely you want to lock her down for as long as Sign possible. Sign her forever. <laughs> yeah, in my, in my head, I was like, like boom biggest give her give her a 10 year (laughs) yeah like whatever it is let's get her to sign it but then on the counter of that like when i step back and stop being a city fan and being selfish sort of thing i always think like is it like a money thing because if big sponsorship come in players don't want to be tied down to a really long deal that could be financially amazing for the club but not seeing the player reap the rewards of both their status and, and the games. So it is, I always like, I find it very interesting. Just the whole contract situation within women's football, I find very interesting. I mean, we were talking about dual registrations, but I won't, <laughs> I, won't, I, won't I won't start that one. <laughs> um, I think there's, it's uh, talk about a database. You know, a lot of players, a lot of players in WSL at the very least have managers. Um, so when they're running towards the end of the contract, their manager is, hey, are you interested in signing my player? Mm. Um, you know, hey, he's sliding into the DMs. You guys looking for a midfielder. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, so there, there is a lot of stuff that goes on well out of sort of, 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 of the eye of the public and... Yeah, um, I, I'll be honest. When when I saw when I got the, the news through about about hemp, um, my, my brain actually went, "Oh, so Barca won't be signing her in the next window." Okay, um, but I, st- I want to see that happen, and, and nothing can see. I just I think that would be really cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jay started. He was he was saying yeah. this to me. I've already had this argument earlier on in the week. 
I wanted to see her at Barca just because <laughs> I don't know. I just I think she's kind of like a raw prospect right now. Like she is only 21, so we have not seen like polish to her game. And I think if she went to Barcelona, like they would hone her and make her learn different things. So because I think right now she's just a glorified like I see her as a great athlete. Like she knows her pace, like she will leave you. But I don't think she kind of has a step over yet. She doesn't have kind of like a faint and then just goes the other way. So I think if she went to Barcelona, like that'd be the Ballon d'Or going into her hand, basically. So you, you just want to see her work on her techers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a ball roll or something. I, it's like yeah. Chloe Kelly. I think Chloe Kelly's more polished. I think Chloe Kelly is kind of, she's got the step over, she's got the speed and she's got like that shot from 35 yards. I think Lauren Hemp's not quite there, but obviously she's younger. But I think obviously, if you want to speed it up, send her to Barcelona. Just get her in a few rondos and you'd see different send, send things. Send her to Barcelona, like City will get, yeah. get her back in a few years. It doesn't work yeah. like that. I, I personally, that's one of my favourite things about her game, that she is so direct. Mm. I know she's going to get the ball when she's going to charge the opposition. She's not going to sit around and dance with it. And as pretty as it is, as great it is to see players do stuff like that, if you're chasing a game, I don't want to see Lauren Hemp get the ball over on the left and do a step over. Like, please get to the byline as quick as possible. <laughs> and that, I, 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 honestly, I, that's one of my favourite things. Like, she mm. is so direct. Yeah, sort of 87th minute, a goal down to Spurs. She gets the ball, does a rainbow flick, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> right, you'll be able to see the steam coming off my head. Just... <laughs> Like as, as much as as much as that is amazing, like when when you're controlling the game mm. and you're two, three, four nil up, I'm all for that. I want to see yeah full game, but chasing the game nil nil one nil, please just get the ball and penetrate the defence because I'm I'm not doing anything else. But sometimes you need a bit of trickery. Like say you're um you're going up against the Lucy Bronze. Like okay, you're quick. She's quick and she wants to beat you. To wherever you're going, you might need that bit of trickery. And I think, I don't know, I don't really see it that much in WSL, but I would like to see a bit more flair. Because I think sometimes it can just be direct and like, yeah, you just want to see a bit of some samba football. Like, I don't know, I was watching some Marta clips the other day and I was just like, you know, I'd like to see a bit of that. And I think there's one player, and people wouldn't expect this, but I think Charlie Devlin, if there's any player, in Leicester, that's Brazilian. I think she's got a bit of Brazilian in her. I think sometimes she does a pass where she'll flick it and you think that's nice. A bit of invention. Like you can just do a simple two yard pass, but like if you flick it with your heel, I'm there for that. That's my kind of thing. Champagne football. Yeah. That's what you're on. See, I think we see that quite a lot in internationals. Mm. But I've, and, I, and I'm, I'm more than happy to, this is like serious Brexit ball, isn't it? Like I like the WSL to be direct. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to you. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think in in internationals, I feel like there's much more leeway for players to do that. Mm. But um, yeah, the WSL, I don't think the WSL's there yet, Jay. I think I think let's just play let's play good football. You can keep your fancy flicks and your champagne. We'll, we'll get to that. I'm going to create the sign. I'm going to take it to most grounds, <laughs> just in case anyone wants to change their mind. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I think it also depends on just the players you're importing, because we do see a lot of imported players in, in WSL. They're not necessarily from the parts of the world you expect mm. to see champagne football. Um, yeah, it's, it's not such a, a big thing in, say, Sweden. Um, yeah. So if we start like importing loads of players from South America or, or Spain, I mean, I, I've, se- I've seen some Spanish players in, in WSL over the last few years, well, not recently, but oh, Lasar. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they've got that little bit more of a swagger to them. Mm. Yeah, I think we we tend not to encourage that so much in in England, and it, it's more about you know, going direct. Yeah. Big lad up at corners, or the very sort of standard, <laughs> super cliche football. We <laughs> <Yeah>. love it. <laughs> yeah, like just always like English football is just Terry Butcher with his with his bandaged head. That's what we do. Like if if you're if you're playing a, a player who's who's like trying to do some stupid shit around you, then if you're English, I always feel like the reaction will just be hacking them down. Of yeah. annoyance. Like, excuse me, girlie, that's not what we do over here. <laughs> 
no. <laughs> um, not that not that I think any any players specifically in WSL are are um, going with intent. I'm just as yes, the, the caricature in my head. I don't want to get sued. Um, <laughs> well, it's hypothetical. We're creating a character. We're creating a yeah. character. The typical English footballer sort of thing. I mean, yeah. that might get us in trouble with English footballers, but <laughs> the stereo- <laughs> the stereotypical, we'll say. I mean, I, I talked to Millie Bright after a game, and it was <clears throat> it was just it was raining. And I was like, you know, as, as a centre back, surely you love when it's raining because you can just slide in. And she was like, yeah, yeah, really. And it's yeah, so it, it kind of it stands there with with the um, the stereotypes. Yeah. So, some of them oh, are. Really? I always hated playing in the rain. I'm gonna be honest with you. That one, the first throw in, and my hands are now cold. I'm like, I'm should have stayed home. This isn't for me. But we, I just mentioned international games. Then mm-hmm. let's move on to international tournament, the Euros. Like I feel like Jay, we speak about this probably That's at right. least a couple of times yeah. a week because <laughs> like it's just mental. Like I just find it mental that we've got a home Euros still. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts? What are you looking forward to? Um, the uh, Any games in Brentford where I can come back home afterwards um, <laughs> instead of having to get on a coach uh, or to end up in a weird part of France or the Netherlands as I have other tournaments. I'm, li- I'm liking that. Uh, looking forward to that. But uh, I think... I mean, it's just, you know, not necessarily the fact it'll be in England. Well, I mean, again, being able to speak English throughout the tournament when I'm traveling around again will be useful. Um, but uh, the same stuff I think I look forward to every tournament is seeing, you know, if any unexpected teams can show up, if any players announce themselves, uh, you know, and then possibly the longer term impact of a, a successful run of a team you know, with, you know, interest cultivated at home and whether that's English fans getting behind the England team and then maybe that trickling through into WSL and other parts of women's football in this country or that happening with Spanish fans or Austrian fans or, you know, just any way that might help the horrible, horrible cliches of the bigger picture mm. of, of, of growing the game and, and getting more eyes onto the sport in general. But, yeah, always, always here for... For an upset or or a team doing doing a crazy doing uh, doing a madness um, and just any any young player or any player who's who's given the chance to you know with the platform where they have more eyes on them just to go out and, and do something and yeah and, and have people saying okay right I'm going to get a shirt with her name on the back and anything like that that's that, that's my jam yeah that's sick I was um. To think and then you're saying like ending up random places in the Netherlands and France. I was like, I went to the last World Cup. We went, where was it? We were in, I want to say Monaco, but not Monaco. It was the one nice. closer. Nice, yeah. Yeah, loved it. And it was like, I, we went, we went for one, we were only there for one game and it was like, I really want to stay for more. And <clears throat> like, it's not just as simple as, okay, let me just jump in a car or jump in a train and come over. Is a, it's like a lot more planning. And I just hope that with it being a home Euros, people can go, oh, look, we're not doing anything this Saturday. Let's let's go. And then catch the bug and be like, oh, I, I loved it. Like, let's, let's see what other games are available. And I do really think that it could snowball and be like so big in the country. And I think that's going to be mega. And from a selfish point of view, like, I can't wait to like, like I'm a nerd when, it, when I'm watching football live, I'm a nerd, like, I'll pick three players and I'll watch you after about 20 minutes because after, after a certain amount of time, you can sort of be like, oh, this is how the game's going to go. Like, I, I know how we're moving now. So now we're just pinpoint a player and it's like, oh, okay, you might be losing, but you're like technically ridiculous. And it's like, I can see that. So now it's like, I know to look for you. And I think that's one of the most, the things I'm most looking forward to, like the new talent. Like, because we get the Champions League and we can go digging and watch highlights and stuff in other leagues, but have everything at our fingertips. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for, to expand my horizons, expand my scouting systems, and have it all like 
in front of me. Like I think that's for me, that's what I'm most excited about. You have a little list of all the players you want to see to sign. <laughs> we'll work out. I'll find Gavin. I'm like, yeah. Gareth is a little list. I've done some scouting for you. <clears throat> the wing is a sort though. I felt like I did that during the in 2019, like with Ellen White after the thing. I was like, Ellen White's a player. And then someone was like, oh, we're signing there, you know. And I was like, I said, this is the wine. I was like, I was like, trapped. I was like, we're so sweet now. Hasn't been so fortunate for us, not because Ellen White, she's a baller, but yeah, Chelsea just a bit taking the mick for me, really. That's how I feel about Lena Oberdorf. I know she's, I know she's comfortable in Wolfsburg. I know she's not leaving anytime soon, but that's one player. Like, if she did somehow, and God listened to me and brought her to Arsenal, I'd be outside Meadow Park with her Oberdorf shirt. I don't care what number she is. I'll get all different kind of jerseys, but that's one player I really want at Arsenal. I know there's the talk about Viv leaving and whatnot, and I was like, not all hope is lost if Oberdorf decides, you know what Arsenal could do with a great player and then she decides to come. So, fingers crossed. You've got quite a good midfield at Arsenal already, depending on where you want to play Oberdorf, because that's a contentious area. But yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, I like the fact that I just want kind of Arsenal to kind of get that. I don't know. I wouldn't say the Chelsea bench, but you just want a bench of just, okay, not them. All right, I'll bring on them. Not them. Okay, I'll bring on them. Not them. Like, I feel Arsenal don't really have that yet. And I think even the Birmingham game, obviously COVID happens and stuff like that, but I still thought this is a really empty bench for a team that's brought in players. So I was thinking... Like, when it comes to quality as well, I'm sure Jonas would enjoy extra options to pick. Yeah, you, your bench for, for the Birmingham game was was was, was um, threadbare. But uh, I've definitely been around Arsenal games where they're winning and, and then it's, oh, and Viv's coming on or Beth Mead's coming on or Manorobucci's coming on. Mm. Get, oh, that's okay. That's what you want to see as the opposition team. <laughs> And, and they're coming in fresh and you're tired and, and browbeat and okay. So, yeah, like I just think it's just if Arsenal can avoid the injuries and mm. COVID. Um, yeah, but it's Arsenal can never really avoid the injuries. So. <laughs> Doesn't matter who you sign, they will get injured. What do you think of the Heath move? Because it's like, I feel... It's amazing that she came, but it's like we haven't been able to really see her. So it's like, how would you rate that? Like, a, kind of like an A plus to kind of a C. How would you rate it? It depends which point of view you want to look at. Um, Heath, Heath is he, he, he's a gooner anyway, so yeah. that's an A plus for her every day of the week. <laughs> um, it's it's an A plus for everyone who's been like Heath will join up. Heath will join Arsenal. It will happen one day. Like, we've been hearing it for like eight years. Heath will join Arsenal. It will happen. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that, that she's been played. Um, as long as she doesn't come on and play a game against Spurs and miss a penalty, I think her, her legacy on the pitch will always be better than that of Alex Morgan's. Yeah. So it's kind of that... Like, Massive, massive signing, but oh, they're not playing. Uh, um, yeah, like, it, it would be nice if she could come on and 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 contribute and and be an option as well. And she is nearing the end of her career, but mm. again, yeah, you know, you're talking about champagne football. She she can be a bit of a saucy footballer. Mm. Um, I think and kind of some of the stuff that you lost with like Vanderdonk, some of that, oh God, you're a you're a dick on the pitch, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, she's kind of you know, she does that. Yeah. So if she can actually play before, you know, going going back to the US, it's just if nothing more, it, it's a it's a benefit for Arsenal to have a warm body. So at the moment I'd say it's a B. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So it reminds me of like the Rose Lavelle signing for City, like huge name. You're like, I'm so excited, like buzzing. And then it's like, you can't get the pitch. And you're just like, what's going on? Like, but 
that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Having Sam there sort of cushioned that, and you're like, you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. We can, we don't need a bench. <laughs> like, I, so yeah, Sam losing Sam was one of, one of the hardest things that's happened for Lee. But um, yeah, she was ridiculous. She was like, I was said she could play midfield by herself. I was like, I was like, I was like, we don't really need. I was like, Kira can do what she wants, really. I was like, we don't need her right now. I was like, I was like, Kaz can go play as an attacking midfielder. I was like, Sam can do this. Like, she was just so like so physical, but then the technical side of her game as well. And you're like, this isn't fair. Like, you have too many skills. Yeah. Like, you, you can be, you can have one thing, and she's like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take all of these and still ball. And you're like, no, okay, we'll let you off. Yeah, just sort of second half. Just Kira, uh, do you mind just nipping to Asda for me? I I, I need some bread. Oh yeah, see, don't worry about it. Like, don't, don't you want to wait to full time? No, that's all right. You can go. Sorry. So I'll do. I'll do defend, defending. Don't worry. Oh yeah, I'll do the passing as well. Like yeah, yeah. cool. No no no. Yeah, score the goals. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I think Samuel for me was one. I still think maybe one of the best talents that the WSL's ever had. And I'll. Even though I, I felt like I knew, I knew it was going to happen. I knew, in my head, it was like the US players are only going to be here for a year. And I'd made peace with that. Still hurt, man. Still hurt. I think like, the only player who might have been there for longer was Dal Kemper. But that, again, just stuff behind the scenes. Um, with, I don't know with how she moved back to the US. It All, all kinds of weird. But, uh, eh, yeah. She's been in, she's had like three teams in like a calendar year or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe four. <laughs> oh, was it four? I think I think it's four. Yeah. It's four. North Carolina, Man City, Houston, and now um San San Diego. San Diego. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Her um her like announcement video for San Diego was very very cool though. It reminded me of Fire Festival for some reason. Just that <laughs> kind of just that kind of like. <laughs> You wish you was here, but you're not here. So enjoy this video kind of vibe. I was like, fair enough. Looks nice. I'd sign yeah. them for that video. I like the California teams just seem to be like very kind of branded and very, uh, yeah. yeah. We're cool, you know. <laughs> Come over to the coast. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's just very California, to... isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. We're so effortlessly, effortlessly cool. We have a beach, you know. Some other blazer on the beach, like, leave us alone. <laughs> And everyone else is like, okay, but we, we play football. And they're like, eh, don't worry about it, man, don't worry about it. <laughs> and they're on the, the beach with a surfboard. You're like, oh, it's, it's all right here, you know? What's one league that you think that you really enjoy outside of WSL? Because I think things can be very WSL-y focused. So it's like, and the other leagues don't get as much love. So what's one league you enjoy the most? Uh, just one. Actually, uh, you can name a few. <laughs> Um, so new league um, launched uh, this oh no, this season uh, last calendar year because it's now January uh, the uh, the W League or the We League or the Women Empowerment League whatever you want to call it uh, the uh, the Japanese league uh, is really it's throwing up a lot of unexpected results as well so you think oh that team are just going to win no okay never mind um, but yeah it's it's really cool because you've kind of got like a balance. Like some teams are more stacked, but players are just saying, you know, we're full time. We're, prof- we're we're going to go out and we're going to go out and ball. So you're seeing players come in who were like playing for mid team, mid table, second tier teams in the previous season as part timers, who are now just like, yeah, no, we're yeah, we're, we're perfectly comfortable here. We're going to do what we can to get into the Japanese national team, whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's a really fun league to watch. It's just. Uh, just means you can't sleep that much, but um, <laughs> it's a big time difference. Um, really enjoying the, the Wii League. They're on. They're on a bit of a winter break, uh, which is a good segue because the Farm Bundesliga as well is is always a, a fun one to watch, and they are also on a winter break right now. Oh, the football's gone. Um, At least you can yeah, sleep. Yeah. Maybe. Um, <laughs> It's a good place if, if you're a Lena Obadoff fan as well. Mm-hmm. And um, Damos Lenskan is, is the other one. And it's it, probably useful for most WSL fans because half that league now plays over here. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, but Damos Lenskan, again, it's kind of been pushed down to a bit more of a development league, a bit more of a stepping stone league because uh, other leagues are full time and they can offer money. But it's a really good 
it's great for, for bringing through Scandinavian players, but it's always been a bit of a destination league for like some African players and players from unexpected places who just show up and like, oh, okay, I'm going to make a note of you. You're very good. Um, yeah, but it's it really just the style is 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 different from what what you get used to in like WSL or in Germany and France. It's yeah. again no football right now because they have a, a summer season. But, uh, yeah, for, for, for back when the weather's better, Japan, Germany, and, and Sweden. Very nice. Have to keep an eye on that. I think um, the Japanese league intrigues me. Big fan of Japan as an all. So it's, well, well, why not? Why not check it out? I mean, the sleep, nah, we can do that later. <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> I'm, I'm older than you guys. So yeah, it's, I'm feeling it a bit more. <laughs> Oh yeah, I wanted right, to ask um, on this. I think it's just a question I want to ask every single women's football fan, basically. But what does it take to stop this Barcelona team, and can anyone do it realistically? Um, God, it, I say this jokingly. Um, this this is a joke. This is a joke. Please don't get angry. Um, a serious, serious case of of um, COVID sweeping the team. That's how you stop them. <laughs> and I think they've had it's, it, and, they've, and everyone's back now. So yeah, yeah, like I, Patrick had to stay in England when uh, when they played Arsenal. Jenny's just had it. I think yeah. Ron Matty's here. Yeah. It's yeah, it's uh, it's, you know, it's it's a scary time uh, we're we're in right now with 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 COVID. And I do hope, you know, if if any of those players do do end up contracting it, they 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 recover very quickly, very swiftly. My full disclaimer: It was a joke. Uh, no, it's, I just think that they they play at such a level, and they play so smoothly and and intelligently that you you need to just like, kick them off the ball at every chance you get. Mm. Um, and I and I literally mean kick them off the ball because yeah, you've you've got to just foul all the time to 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 stop them when they're in their flow. Because there's there's not another team that can really go up against and you know um, they're, they're definitely sort of issues they have they don't like playing on plastic pitches or you know hardly give them a nice grass pitch um, and they're they're fine but they struggle a bit more if it's a, a, a not not as well loved pitch but um, yeah uh, it, it's you've got to keep the ball from them and and that's pretty hard for a lot of teams to do but yeah I, I do hope I hope none of them get get COVID again, again. I don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a joke it's a disclaimer we'll stick a disclaimer on it I'm <laughs> yeah. um, talking about Barcelona though like 50,000 tickets sold mm. El Clasico in 24 hours or just over now mm. I want to say well we spoke about it, Jay and I said like is, this, is, this could happen but was was it a surprise to you? Um, I think that fast, probably, yeah. Um, but uh, like they they had oh sixty odd thousand at the Wanda uh, when uh, Aleti played Barca a couple of few seasons ago. Mm. Um, they've had massive numbers, like uh, when Juventus uh, were. were um, uh, when you know they, they played their, their big game, the one nilla that the kind of kept stuff interesting, and you know, I, I think there's a natural draw for Barcelona versus Real Madrid, and it doesn't matter mm. that it's still a young Real, they are Real Madrid, Barcelona, doesn't matter how, how they're going. There is a draw, there's it's Champions League, you know, uh, people are going to go over and fly over and watch it, probably, you know. It's gonna. It just. It's a good thing to 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 draw fans in, and you might go. Well, I'll never get a ticket for the men's classico, but I can go and see the women's. I think I saw that um, at the Champions League in uh, in Kiev. The like the, the the tickets were so cheap as well, and people couldn't people couldn't get tickets to see the men's game or uh, the men's mm. final. So they're like, oh, screw it. Well, I mean, it's a Champions League final in 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 our home city. 
that's not going to happen again for a while. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think people are going, oh, well, you and everyone knows that the style and the, the, the level Barca play at and their current Champions League title holders, it just, it's a game that naturally draws fans in. And that's maybe we weren't expecting 50,000 like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it's just, I hope that for some of them, you know, people can go, oh shit, let's let's follow this team. Let's let's show up for more games. And it's not just that one flash in the pan like we've seen with other kind of games at men's stadiums. Because yeah, that, that doesn't really do anything for the long-term interest in the sport. But, uh, it'd be cool. And it and it's it's great for the players to go to be able to say, look, we played it, we played at the camp, no, we've played in front of 50, 80,000 spectators, you know, like it's for them to have that moment. Like even when United played at Old Trafford during lockdown and there were no fans, that's still so, like, I keep saying cool, but yeah, it's it's cool for the players. Mm, it's something to like tick off, isn't it? And be, yeah. and hold yourself and be like, you know what? Like when they look back in the career and go, you know what? Like I played at Old Trafford. Like when it's all said and done, that's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Using your word, but... Yeah, and like, you know, especially with where how fast women's football's come on. And you've got like, I want to say it was someone like Ella Toon. It might not have been, I can't remember. But she's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm a United fan. It was just a really like, surreal day. And I was taking selfies and it was like, oh my God. You know, so it's something, again, for, for, for players, like, like we talk about so many sort of young boys grow up, like, oh, I'm a fan of this team, that team, getting to play. At the stadium is 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 a dream come true every time it happens. You know, to to have that option for players is, you know, it's kind of it's nice. I think I'm sorry, I'm a bit with you as well. I thought it had the potential to be a very no, not I thought it had the potential. I, I knew it would do well, but well to me was maybe fifty thousand in total or. 30,000, I thought, like, that's still, I was like, that's still, like, a huge number. But when it was like, okay, saw the first graphic, and I saw the second graphic, I was like, I was like, is this the same graphic? <laughs> and then it, like, ticked up past it. I was like, oh, no, it's it's gone further. But, yeah, 50,000 in 24 hours, I don't think, <clears throat> is, I didn't imagine it to be that quick. Like you said, there's always going to be an appetite. And I think the rivalry that Barcelona and Real Madrid have, in history, not like it's always going to be a draw for people, but yeah, it's just it's mind blowing, like absolutely mind blowing. And I always want to say like the European countries and European teams always like I feel like their fans are more up for it. Like so it's, it's a tough one. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna... <laughs> I think like in like South America, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of fans that are up for it. Oh um, yeah, sorry, no, I'm thinking like in. <laughs> Like thinking you like the UK WSL and then the European like the leagues, yeah. The yeah. South American teams, like, yeah, football's a, football's a religion over there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, like, I don't know, like, I was at the uh City United game at the Etihad, um, and that was you know, respectful number of fans there, um. But then, like, City's attendance numbers did not pick up one little bit. Mm. You're thinking, how? Like, who? Mm. Like, were you all United fans? Like, go and a team play right there, right there. Whereas, like, so many like, so many women's teams play in the middle of fucking nowhere. And you yeah. Like, yeah. The right there's a, a tram stop right next to it. It's the easiest. We were saying this, like, that's what one of the, uh, I was like, regardless of where it is, I was like, if the team has like good transport links. It sounds so gross, doesn't it? Like boring, but it does help. And it's like city jump on jump on a tram and you're there. Like, look if you if you got nothing to do on a Sunday, like go watch a game and go shopping after. If you need to do food shop, like <laughs> it's so it's so easy and so accessible. And like I just think, yeah, it didn't it didn't translate well at all. I don't know what I don't know if it was down to. The promotion and then they're like okay yeah we've done that one and it's like oh, we'll just go back to doing this it's but yeah i do think like just that extra push does it does show 
on like don't don't even get me started on games scheduled the same days as mm. men's like that that just drives me mental but <clears throat> at the same times and opposite ends of the country like we'll just relax we'll just relax. Yeah. But a part, in, a part in note, I want to, I want to, I'm going to pick your brain. We'll go back to Euros. Okay. I want to know your your team that you think is going to your standout team and a standout player for people to keep an eye on. Ooh. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I want to be like a player who you're like it's going to be amazing or a player like if like if the stars align this could be really good i'm, I'm unsure i'm maybe a both but i want to i just want i'm gonna just want to pick your brain Ooh, um there there are so many there are gonna be so many players at the tournament that's uh hmm. i think in terms of teams I think I, I've had kind of this weird sense that Germany are going to get to the final. Um, I've had that for like two years now. Um, I don't know if they will. It's just a weird sense I've had. Uh, and I could sort of see them coming up against sort of Sweden or, or Spain. Spain, I know everyone's, oh my God, Spain can now win the Euros. Look at them. Look at this Barcelona team. But I've also watched Spain at, at, at um, big tournaments and <clears throat> it doesn't always work out. Um, it never works out for them, but um, <clears throat> yeah. So I think those are my 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 three. Uh, but oh, a player. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna bit of a cop out um, because she absolutely ripped it up in 2017 and probably fell by the wayside and didn't get the plaudits she deserved. Um, Laura, uh, Laura Weisinger who uh, is Austrian. I, I guess she, she does the We Play Strongs as well, so yeah. a lot of people might know her. Um, supremely talented player. Uh, just when she's, when she's fit, like how she plays for, for, for Frankfurt is, is, yeah, how she plays for Austria. And she's like a 90-minuter, just running, just creating, just positive football. And, uh, yeah, a real bright spark for, for Austria. And for some reason, she's a player who's sprung to mind. Um, yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot of players who could show up and do something very, very cool. Let's, let, let's say Weisinger. I'm just waiting now, waiting for Weisinger to have an absolute stormer. <laughs> or to get injured. Back and come back. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not having that. I'm not having that. But that's that's not... what I end up doing to most players. Is Yeah, she'll, she'll get injured just before the tournament. <laughs> Sophie, thank you so much for coming on. Jay, as always, big thanks. Um, yeah, guys, really enjoyed this one. I'm gonna gonna keep an eye.